What's up, friends? Happy Monday. I'm so excited to bring this episode to you today. We are going to be talking about growing your team. If you feel ready to bring on a virtual assistant or maybe that first or second team member, this episode is for you. I'm going to be going over five key strategies that I and my company have used to build a top-notch team. So be sure to grab a notebook and pen. This one's going to be gold. Hey friend, do you want to grow your online business and actually make more money? Are you sick of feeling pressure to constantly show up on social media or be tied to your phone 24-7? Do you wish you had more time to be present with your kids without worrying about your business falling apart? There's a way to simplify and streamline so you can make money, grow your audience, and still have balance in your life and business. Hey, I'm Steph Gass, Christian business and podcast coach, boundary boss, and multi-six-figure CEO. Want to learn how I did it? Go refill your iced coffee, because I'm about to teach you how to take your online business to the next level, with God at the center of it all. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. Hi, my name's Deb, and I've been interning now for Steph for a year. It's coming up to an end, which is pretty scary. I have thoroughly enjoyed my time as an intern. It required about five-ish hours a week, five, six hours a week. I started out with the Facebook group, which was really easy and enjoyable, and then moved into blogging because they needed a hand there, and I had a bit of skills in that area. And I have loved it. We, You get so much support, and you learn about the background of the business, which is really interesting. Yeah, so I would thoroughly recommend it. If you're wanting to get her high-ticket course and you've got a few spare hours in your week, you should totally do this. Thanks, Deb. You are the absolute best, and we have so loved having you on our team. Friend, if you, like Deb, want to come and intern for the Stephanie Gass team over here and earn Podcast to Profit, which is my six-month mastermind program for free, basically in exchange for interning for us for six months. Now is your opportunity. Today is the first day that we have opened our internship program. Applications will be open for one week only. So from October 9th through October 15th, you can head on over to stephaniegass.com slash internship and apply. We have all kinds of openings from Facebook interns, student success interns, to program and podcasting interns, blogging interns, and so much more. So come on over and learn a new craft in your business or cultivate the crafts so that you can really learn what it takes to grow a thriving, successful company with leadership all the way down through the different systems that we have in place, the different operational practices that we have. You're going to learn everything inside of this internship. It's going to really help set you up for success in the future. And not to mention, who doesn't love earning a free ride into P2P? Again, that is stephaniegass.com slash internship. Okay, friends, so today we are going to be talking about the five key strategies to building a top-notch team. I truly believe that my team is excellent. I, of course, this has been an evolution over the past five and a half years of doing this specific job of going from having one um, virtual assistant who actually lived in another country as me to a local virtual assistant to bringing on some other types of help like Facebook moderators and things of that nature to 
to, to getting an operations assistant, to now having this beautiful team five and a half years later that encompasses uh, an operations manager. We've got an executive assistant on, this, on staff. We have lots of contractors that help us out with all the different areas. And then we also have this beautiful, robust internship program that we spoke about um, at the beginning of the episode. And the reason that we have this internship program is twofold. One, it's to teach people in my community how to run a business that is truly excellent, that is truly uh, top-notch. And secondly, to give people an opportunity to earn podcast to profit. If that's something they can't afford, they can kind of work for that and learn at the same time. And then lastly, it's just kind of a mission that we have to pour out and help and cultivate and grow the community that we serve. So it's really cool. Absolutely love it. So today's conversation is really around you being ready to bring on maybe your first or second person, or maybe you've brought someone on and you're like, oh man. This is not it, you know, or this doesn't feel exactly like Steph mentions or when I go into Stephanie's communities, I don't have the same experience as maybe when I go into other communities and you really are liking what you see and what you experience over here. So I wrote down five key strategies that I think are really going to help you. So let's, let's dig in. Number one is called the love it or leave it list. The love it or leave it list. You guys may have heard me talk about this before. I use this practice often. And you as a CEO, yes, you are already the CEO of your business, whether or not it's making money yet. I want you to put on that CEO hat and recognize and realize that if you are trying to grow a business from your podcast that actually makes money or has a big mission impact, you are now a CEO. And so what you need to do is get rid of some of the tasks that you should not be doing. I used to think that because I could do everything, I should do everything. That is false, and I have proven that to be absolutely incorrect. Now that I have a team of people, I can see where God created each person with these beautiful different skill sets so that we can all culminate and come together to create this beautiful company full of strengths in different areas. I am not skilled in details and operational management. And so Lydia, my operations manager, truly excels in that area where she's probably not going to want to come out and, you know, run a live launch and be, you know, front and center in front of the camera. So different people have these different skill sets. And when we try to do it all, we fail at the things we're not gifted in because God did not create us to do it all. So as soon as you have that bandwidth to bring that first person on, you need to know what you're going to hand off. So step one, you're going to create your love it and leave it list. This is really simple. You inventory what you're doing in your company for about two days, maybe three days if you really have a lot of tasks that are happening over a three-day period. And you're going to write down literally every single thing that you are doing. This is open my inbox, and then I wrote an email, and then I went over here and I posted something on social media. Then I came over here and I forgot what I was working on, so then I walked around in circles. And then I decided to record a podcast episode, because that sounds like a good thing to do today. You know what I mean? And so that's often what's happening when we're brand new CEOs. We're not very organized, right? So you're creating this list, and then what you do is you take that inventory list and split it into two columns, the love it list and the leave it list. Love it are the things you want to keep or you have to keep. Like, for example, I have to podcast. No one on my team is going to sit down and record this episode for you. And I love it. So I have to do it or I love it goes on the left side of the page and then leave it. This for me would look like combing through emails, dealing with customer service, um, creating standard operating procedures, 
training a new hire or filing the contracts in the right places. Like all of those things for me would be on the leave it list. And that would be stuff that you'd like to delegate or you don't like doing. As soon as you have those two things separated, you're going to look on that right side of the page, which is the leave it list and ask yourself, what role do you need to fill that? And how many hours is it going to take? Now you have a clarity on who you're going to hire and who that position might be. That's literally as simple as you can, as it needs to be. It does not need to be overcomplicated. You know, my Enneagram ones who are like, I have to have a hundred million things prepared before I bring someone on. No, bring someone on and then build the job with them from a leave it list. That's right, people. We're going to make this really super simple. So that's number one. And I think that that's actually a great exercise for you to be doing often. I would say at least biannually, maybe every six months. Is that right? Semi-annually, not biannually. Semi-annually, sit down and do your love it, leave it list exercise again. And as you start growing your team, have them do the love it, leave it list. Because what we found as we grew, there were certain things that like my operations manager wanted on her leave it list. And we were able to hand that off to someone else in the company as you grow. So you you were consistently refining and defining the roles in your organization by taking a look at what people love and where their passions lie and their skill sets are and getting things onto the right plates of those people who love those things. Okay, number two, number two, look within. So where do we find someone to work for us? That's the next question. Where do I find my first person? Or I would like to have a virtual assistant or even even an intern, you know? How do I find this person? I have always looked within. So we look within our super fans or our community. And this looks like going through the Facebook groups and seeing who our all-stars are. We look at our top um, our top engagers maybe in the student community. We're looking at that. We're looking at the people that really shine in our podcast to profit program. And we were like, hey, you know, maybe it's a while before their, their business takes off and they want to have an internship experience, like we're looking within and finding talent. I've never gone wrong with this strategy. And the reason that I'm doing this is twofold. One, because the people that are in my community already know a lot about my business. And so our training is going to be a lot easier than bringing someone in from the outside. And then the second thing is you're going to get a certain value and moral compass when you bring people in who are already like-minded with you. And we are consistently looking for that really faith-led, self-starting, driven, detail-oriented, self-motivated, just, you know, heart to serve and pour out, just human. And when we find those people, because they are plentiful inside my community, because those are the people we attract, I would love to partner with them and have them grow with us, right? So looking within has always been a great strategy. Here's the other reason I love it. When you hire someone from within your own community, you know, they may not be an expert yet. Like they may not know, oh, I'm not a, you know, uh, social media expert, but you bring them in and you kind of work with them, you cultivate them and you help them grow. It is so rewarding and fulfilling for both of you because you are able to kind of build a role with somebody that is willing to learn maybe pay a little bit less as you both get used to this and you kind of create the role and they get used to everything. And then over time, you can actually give that person so much more room to grow within the company. 
And of course, you can always get the training that you guys need external versus you go hire outside of the company and you're going to pay a premium for somebody who already has the skill set. They probably have a dozen other clients, which is sometimes a problem. And you're going to have to pay a lot more. Plus, there's no longevity because the person's, you're just another number. That's at least the experience that I've had. And I know that's not the case all the time, but especially for those of you starting and the budget is smaller, look from within. I think that's really going to help you get started with somebody. Number three, let's date people before we marry them. Okay, number three, we're going to date before we marry So uh, we get excited. It's like, ooh, I found somebody. They're going to come on and be my podcast assistant or whatever role that you need. Man, I'm so pumped. They're excited. They look so great. They filled out my little Google form and we had a quick chat over Zoom. Let's do this. Sign a year-long contract. Woo! Okay. So what we typically do and what I recommend is you always want to test the waters with somebody because just because something is a sounds good does not mean we're going to put the ring on it, okay? So a 30-day trial is highly recommended for anyone doing anything within your organization. Even our interns have a 30-day trial. If they are not going to be able to cut it within 30 days, we are going to part ways. And this is clear and it's clear, it's just very clearly communicated from the very beginning. We don't mince words. You are expected to reach these certain expectations and we have these standards and we have this um, these core responsibilities that you're going to be doing each and every week. These are the hours, right? So you have these like preliminary things that are set out and you want to date someone and make sure that they can uphold their side of the bargain and that you can uphold yours, right? So a 30-day... Um, just kind of trial period is highly recommended. Number four, set your new hire up for success. So number four is to set your new hire up for success. I want to be careful with this one because I think we can get into perfectionism and that's not at all why I bring this up. But I will say me as a visionary, you guys can probably imagine how my personality how my personality is. I, you know, hired my first people and I would just shoot them some videos and be like, there you go. That's how you do that. Bye. Versus my operations manager now, Lydia, she is meticulous. We've got, you know, the contract links to the, to the roles and responsibilities and those link to our operating systems. They know exactly what they're doing on exactly what week and they check the boxes. And then we have success metrics. Like we have all these amazing things lined out for our new hires, but that was a complete evolution of probably 24 months of refining the the process of hiring people. So if I was to merge she and I, because I think when you're new and you're getting started, you don't need to have everything perfect and everything in place, but you do need to have a few things that I definitely did not have. The first thing you need to have is a contract. So um, if you go to stephaniegass.com slash resources, I have a a legal contract bundle with one of my affiliates that you guys can snag. And that has all the contracts that you would need in there, but you are going to need a contract for your new hire. Or even if you are going to do an intern, you're going to need a contract. The second thing you need is a very light, we call them SOP. It's standard operating procedure. How do they do the job that you're asking them to do? This can be very light. This can literally be videos. This is fine. You can also create the videos as you go with this person, but you do need to give them some guidance on how they're going to perform the job that you're asking them to perform. It doesn't matter if it's scrappy and messy, but there does need to be something there. 
And then the last thing I would do to set yourself up for success is have um, some type of communication method with your new person. So we use Voxer over here. It's like a walkie talkie type chat because I can't deal with, with written communication. For me, it takes too long. So it's, if you have something to ask me, just ask me, we'll be done. But you don't want to be in the email communicating with your new hire. So either use Voxer. If you want to use written, go to something like a Slack. Definitely have that because when people are new, that communication is extraordinarily uh, important, which we'll get to in a second because that's actually point number five. And then the last thing to set yourself up for success is to be really involved in the training process for the first 30 days. So this is going to look like they complete a task. You take the time and the energy to go over it, to find where they went wrong, and then to train them on how to fix it. So lesson from me, you know, and how I've become a better leader is empowering other people to fix their mistakes and empowering other people to be trained in a way in which they show up with excellence instead of me just doing it myself because it's easier, which is what I want to do. Hey, this is not up to par. Here's what I need changed. Try again, submit it again. So kind of having from the very beginning this mind around um, what your expectations are and then clearly communicating how they can optimize or make it exactly what you asked for and then let them try again. Don't be afraid of letting people fail forward. It's going to really help them in the long run. Now, last, number five, the fifth strategy to building a top-notch team is clear communication. I cannot stress number five enough. Clearly communicate. When you start building a team, I want you to imagine a marriage. When you are married, you don't just get to go and operate in a vacuum and not communicate with your spouse what's happening, what you're doing, what's coming up, where they are not maybe meeting a need or you're feeling unseen in this area, right? Like you are constantly working at the communication in your marriage and within your family. It's the exact same thing in your company, believe it or not. So clear communication is absolutely critical. And I, I've seen interestingly, now that I've been working with a lot of other top business owners, some people really, really struggle with how to clearly communicate when it's an employee or I mean when even if it's a contractor an intern but they feel maybe bad or they feel awkward you've got to remember you are the CEO of a future six or seven figure business whichever is on your heart what you know maybe it's not financial maybe you want to reach a certain size or you want to have this certain uh, ministry effect you cannot get to that point and that level without putting on your leadership pants and your CEO hat. So you've got to have extremely clear communication about the mission of your company, the standards of your company, the excellence you expect within your uh, the parameters of the job and the roles that you've set out, and then you have to uphold those. So really showing up with of course, kindness, but also unapologetic boundaries and leadership. You have to pull your team up with you. So this might look like this month, this is our focus. All hands are on deck. And if you see things that aren't contributing to that one thing that you've asked everyone to do, you are unafraid of saying, hey, I'm going to need everybody to realign your focus to what we've got going on this month. I need to see this deliverable by this date. I need to see this by this date. Something doesn't come in the way that you expect. 
you're helping them understand how to do it better, and you're setting them free to go try again and to bring it back to you again for feedback. You know, one of my dear friends gave me some feedback recently that I haven't actually used yet, but I'm going to. And she said every time she sits down to a meeting with her with her company, she says, is this your best work? Before they ever present to her, before anything ever gets shown to her, the question is asked, is this your best work? And she said 50% of the time, they'll go, I'll be right back. Or can we reschedule for tomorrow? And there's maybe a few things that they have not you know, dotted their I's or crossed their T's. And I think that's such an incredible thing to start instilling in your team is this expectation of everyone doing their best work. Now, of course, grace when people are new and if there's a training period, but I'm talking about now us, you know, this really successful company, we've got different people doing different things in the organization. Like if you are going to go next level, your leadership has got to elevate and it's got to be next level. And creating a top-notch team, it really does start and stop with you and the type of leader that you show up to be, the type of standards that you have, the type of time that you're willing to pour into people, and the way that the respect level uh, that you're willing to display to your to your team members. So clear communication and all of that is really what I'm, the, the bottom line is clearly communicate. That is communication on all fronts. So I hope that those five strategies will help you begin to cultivate and grow your team, whether it's a team of one or a team of 20. These strategies have been imperative for me and I pray that they bless you and help you. And again, if you wanna come learn how I run my company, become an intern for us and earn podcast to profit. All the details on applying for an internship are at stephaniegass.com slash internship. And I will tell you that we have a lot of applications that will come in. So the depth and the detail in which you submit your application is going to directly impact your chances at moving forward into uh, the final phases of the internship process. So just be mindful of that as you're filling it out. How can that be your absolute best work? All right, I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. Did you have fun or learn something? Leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a business breakthrough? It would also bless me big if you'd take 30 seconds and leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, come watch my free workshop where I'll teach you how to grow your online business in less than two hours a week using podcasting. Watch right now at podcastforgrowth.com. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.